Good morning, everybody. Sorry, I didn't realise you were live then. I was sort of just in my own in my own world. It's good to see you again. It's me again. Um, thank you for getting up and being here again, bright and early. Um, I don't know about you, but I am knackered today. Um, so I've got my once again my Nescafe um, sachet in my nice bright pink mug. So yes. Um, I read a study uh, a couple of years ago and it, you know those things where you um, you read or learn something and then it like never ever goes away and you say it all the time but I read this study where, where these scientists had uh, done this test where they gave um, a load of people a drink in a nice plain mug and then they gave loads of other people exactly the same drink in a bright coloured mug and the result was that the brighter the colour of the mug the greater and better the taste was of the drink so that's me logic that's why i've gone for bright pink um it does make the nest cafe uh, taste much better than i'm sure it actually does but thank you for coming i hope you've all got your brew and hope you're ready to meet with god um as i say every single time um wherever you are right now god really really does want to meet with you he wants to speak to you he wants to encourage you and equip you for the day ahead. So today we're doing, um, once again, we're using Hope Weavers, which is my favourite. Sorry, I'm only ever going to do Hope Weavers. Maybe I'll push the boat out one day, but I just love Hope Weavers because of the structure. And if you're joining us for the first time this morning, um, the structure is really simple. At the beginning, I'm just going to read a couple of Bible verses out to you um, that hopefully just lead you into a place of putting Jesus at the centre so that we can connect with him this morning. Um, then we're going to do a Bible reading, which this morning is going to be Luke 1, verses 57 to verse 80. Um, so if you've got a Bible, I'd love it if you follow along. It's the next leg from what, what we read together yesterday morning. Um, and then a nice little reflection from Psalm 51, a time to pray and reflect on the things that perhaps are preventing us draw close to God today. An opportunity to pray for anything at all that is on um, our minds, um, together as a family, to bring them before God. Uh, we'll say the Lord's Prayer and then we'll finish. Um, so shall we get going? Let's do this. God really wants to meet with us this morning. So I'm going to start with the reflections. I encourage you. As always, why not close your eyes? Why not look out the window into the nice view? I mean, it doesn't look that nice outside today, so I'm going to continue looking. I'm actually looking at myself and the comments. Um, not not a bad view, I might have to say. Um, but just do something physical that helps you to focus your heart and your mind. Um, and I hope these verses will refresh you. So let's do it. O oh God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Let's read it again. O oh God, you are my God, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And Jesus said to her, 
Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up into eternal life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning and we just want to say as your people, Lord, we are desperate for you. We are desperate for you to fill us afresh this morning. And Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for how you've already worked and changed and transformed our lives. And Lord, today we want to set our eyes on becoming more and more like you. We want to know you better at the end of today than we do now. Lord, will you show us new things about you and about your plan? Amen. So we're going to read now from Luke chapter 1. It's the second part to yesterday. So yesterday we, we read... Um, about Mary visiting Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Mary doing this amazing song of praise, um, worshiping God. We talked about how we um, often we 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 need to command ourselves, like, "Oh my soul, come on, let's worship." Today we're in the second bit, and it's all about the birth of John the Baptist. So if you've got a Bible, I'm going to read in the NLT, um, uh, and I'd love you to follow along. So it's Luke chapter one. Um, verses 57 to 80. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had... <coughs> Sorry. Um, when her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old... They all came out for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zachariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. And just to pause there so you know why they're gesturing is just a little bit before this um, Zachariah the priest was in the in the temple with God and he didn't quite believe the angel had given him a son so the angel said hey you're not going to be able to talk for a bit um, and that's why they're gesturing because he's he's not talking. He motioned for a writing tablet and to everyone's surprise he wrote his name is John. Instantly Zachariah could speak again and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighbourhood and the news of what had happened spread throughout all the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely on him in a special way. Then his father Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and he gave this prophecy now speaking. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty saviour from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will, now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. 
He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred, uh, sacred covenant, the covenant that he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so that we can serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. But the Lord, uh, but, the, but God's tender mercy, uh, but it's like, oh, blah, blah. because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. And as John grew up, he became strong in spirit. And he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry in Israel. It's quite a cool passage. What I would love to do is give you the opportunity again is um, to just whack in the comments anything at all in that passage that um, is standing out to you. That, that is um, uh, something you just want to share with all of us, a thought maybe. I've got a couple of thoughts. I'm just going to have a sip of this. Helps with you catching up with the lag, me taking these cool pauses. It also means I get good coffee. Awesome. Let me share some of my thoughts with you about this passage. So the first one is about the family feud at the very at the very beginning um, of, of, of our reading, which is when the baby was just eight days old, they came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted him to be named Zachariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. And then you have this funny moment where the father writes it on a tablet of stone, his name is John, and, and then the people are really surprised. But why are they surprised? You know, in, in our world today, I mean, you know, um, if you know me, um, if you've been journeying with me at all, me and Abby, her, my wife, we've just had a baby daughter, um, and her name is Aria. Um, Aria, like a pirate, if you're wondering how to pronounce it, but um, she must be 17 days old today. And nobody cares um, what name we choose. So they just whatever we, we could have called her anything. We could have called her petrol or diesel and people would have still thought she was cute. But here in this passage, there seems to be some sort of tension around the name of the child. And it's because culturally, um, uh, uh, they, they would name the son after the father. So effectively, they wanted to call him little Zachariah um, because what it would imply culturally is that little Zach would um, grow up in the footsteps of his father, that he would most likely become a priest and learn from his father and follow his father's path. Um, and in the in this little passage, it's, I, I think maybe... It's actually less about the name John, but actually about the fact that they are calling him anything other than Zachariah. It was culturally normal to name your son after the father because you'd follow in their footsteps. But here, um, the angel of the Lord has, a, uh, has, has said, no, we're going to call this child John. And the parents are saying, yeah, we're going to call this child John. And what it implies is that actually this child was going to go a different way, that he was going to walk a different path, that he wasn't going to walk in the footsteps of his father, that he was in fact going to be called to do something entirely different. And it's summed up in verse 66. And I love it because um, 
it's quite cool. So verse 66 says this, and everybody heard about it and reflected on these events and asked. So the events were they've just called him John. Everyone heard about it and reflected on these events and asked, um, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely on him. What was this child? What is this child going to turn out to be? It's something different. It's something new. Names are important. I'll, give, I'll tell you about my daughter's name, Aria. And um, uh, just, just to share with you a little bit, I think what I've loved about morning prayer, when um, myself and Ali and a few others actually do this face-to-face at the church in, in normal times, um, was that we're just really relaxed and chilled. And really, it's just uh, to share what's on our minds and what, what comes to the surface for us. But um, we had the name Aria before we even knew the gender. But what was really interesting was that as we um, went through the pregnancy, we had a couple of um, weird moments and a couple of prophecies, prophetic words from others, which almost like confirmed our name, which is interesting. So the first one was that um, if we ever were worried that the baby was not moving enough in the tummy, um, all we needed to do was put someone like Matt Redman on or... Bethel music or any of the you know the, the the latest worship stuff and as soon as the worship stuff comes on um Abby's belly would be going blah 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 like that it was incredible and the name Aria um, means lots of things a lioness of God is one of them um but it was actually the Italian meaning of the name which really caught us which is melody uh, Aria is a melody a solo act a tune and um and and we felt that was confirmed by this as the music came on and she came to life. Um, the other thing was a really good close friend of ours um, who lives in Eastleigh gave us a, a word for her that, that she was going to be a worship leader. And I've no idea what that means, whether that's musically or in other ways, but it was another confirmation of being a melody. Names are important. My second reflection, and then I promise I'll read out some of your um, it's a solo part in an opera. It's very cool, isn't it? And um, I will then turn to some of the things that you've said. So hopefully you've said something. I haven't been looking. But it's the second part um, of Zachariah's prophecy. Um, I guess I didn't really understand what an eight-day-old baby was until I've had one. Um, and Aria is, a, is, you know, a 16- or 17-day-old baby, and she's still tiny. I gave her a first bath last night, and she's so small. Um, and we've got this amazing prophecy where Zachariah, he hasn't been talking because he's been silenced by the angel in the temple, and then he bursts out with this prophecy. And this prophecy um, is saying, this, this, you know, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. And it just blew my mind when I hold my little baby. And it says here in the passage that John was eight days old. As he was eight days old and he couldn't even support his own neck, as he was having to be bathed, as he was tiny, as, you know, Arya, she, she, she does a poo, I change a nappy, and as I'm changing her nappy, she does a wee and it goes all over her clothes and I change her and I put a fresh nappy on and half an hour later she's done another poo. This is what John was like, eight days old and people are prophesying over him. This is the guy that's going to prepare the way for the Lord. 
it just got me thinking about prophetic words and prophecy over people's lives. Um, I had one a few years ago um, that I didn't really like, actually. <laughs> um, it sort of scared me. It was about um, someone said to me, I, you know, I just had this picture, this picture, yeah, this picture right in the front of my mind, that you are going to be like Boromir from Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um the guy that's constantly jealous and trying to get hold of the ring, that's very nice. But is there anything particular about Boromir that, you know, that you, you God might have given you? He said, yeah, it's the bit at the end of his life where the orcs are shooting arrows at him and he's going, bang, 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 and he's defending Frodo and then he dies. And I was kind of sat there thinking... I don't know if I like this prophecy. I don't want to. I don't want to die <laughs> from arrows from orcs. But um, I, I still have not seen that come to fruition in my life. But I, I think that I don't know about you and where you're at. But I'm sure many of you have been given prophetic words in your time. I'm sure many of you have stories of when someone has spoken something over you because they felt God say it, and it's come to fruition but I'm sure many of you have had words that you haven't yet seen come to pass and I just wanted to say this morning I just really felt to say if if you if you're out there and you've you've had someone share something with you they felt God is saying you've been actually do you know what yeah that's right don't be discouraged because God keeps his promises and if we believe that God truly does speak to us today then of course we should be expecting him to speak over our lives. We should be expecting him to share glimpses of his plan for our future. So pray about them, weigh them up, um, test them against scripture. Why not um, share your words with a couple of close friends that you know, love, um, know and love Jesus who are not afraid to give you an honest reply? Because I truly believe God speaks today. And I just encourage you, take them seriously. Don't be discouraged. Pray into them. God has something exciting for all of us um, as a church, as individuals, as a community and as a nation. So cool. I'm going to stop talking. Should we see? Has anybody else said anything? I'm going to scroll on up. Um, lots of good mornings. Good morning to you all. Uh, morning, 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 morning. Um, morning. Lots of good mornings. That's fine. Good. Um, I hope that what I said was helpful a little bit. Um, if there if there are points, I'm sorry I've missed and there might be some lag. Um, but I hope you find it helpful. Um, so we're going to now just go back to Hope Weavers and jump in at the Psalm 51 reflection if you're following along. So I'll read it out to you. Create in me a clean heart, O God and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. So like we did yesterday, if you were with us, we're going to just have 20 seconds. Uh, well, I'm going to close my eyes and do this as well, um, where we just bring all of the things to Jesus this morning that are in the way of our relationship with him. Um, so just bring it to your front of your mind, commit it to him, and then I'll pray for all of us. Father God, we want to commit the things to you that are getting in the way of our relationship with you. And Lord Jesus, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, 
you will help us to break down the barriers and the sin and the things that hold us back from a full relationship with you. So Lord, we ask that today as we go in from now, the beginning of the day to the end, Lord, that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, that you would help us to focus on you above all distraction. Amen. We're going to have an opportunity now for all of us to pray. Um, this is my favourite bit, uh, where we just we c we can come together and pray together um, like this. So what I want you to do is whack it in the comments. And like yesterday, I'm actually not going to read them all out and pray for them all collectively. Instead, you do the praying. Um, God really wants to hear from you this morning. Um, and what I'll do is after a, a minute or so, after I've seen some come in, um, I'll just pray generally covering them all. So get that prayer in the comments. I don't know what that was, but it's very embarrassing. It won't happen again. Let's do this. These are fabulous, guys. Well done. Let me pray and um, just generally for everything that we've that we're covering together. So, Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you first and foremost for the 30 or so people that are joining us live right now. And Lord, I thank you for their prayers. And Lord, I want to thank you for all the prayers that will come for those that are going to catch up at a later time. Lord Jesus, we lift all these to you. And Lord, we want to just say, we thank you for the miracle work that we've seen you do. And Lord, we want to say that we trust you to move. And Lord, we trust you and we want to put it all into your hands and say, Lord, let your will be done. Amen. So let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Um, as always, I'm going to read from the modern Anglican version so that I don't skip lines. Um, but you use whatever you feel comfortable. It really doesn't matter. Uh, let's have a go. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So may God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine upon us, that your way may be known upon the earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Guys, thank you so much for coming to join us again this morning. I hope that you're feeling blessed and encouraged and we will see you again. Uh, what day is it? Today it's Thursday. Exactly the same time tomorrow, 9.15. Um, lots of love to you all and hope you all have a fabulous day.